Before we dive into today's episode, I have a couple quick announcements. So first is my online bike maintenance webinar. So where I teach you how to take the back wheel off and change a flat plus a ton of other things. And then I have a four hour cycling skills intensive. And this is for those ladies who are new to cycling, just got their bike in the last couple years or maybe online right now and they're wondering why or maybe you're wondering how to get faster or better climb hills. This is going to cover the fundamentals that you need starting right from pedal form and then adding on to it like hill climbing and speed and then adding some weight training ideas and then the nutrition putting it all together for that and I have multiple sessions happening on a regular basis. You can find all the links for the workshop and webinar in the description. All right, everybody, welcome to another Coach's Corner here on Friday with your host of Secrets from the Saddle podcast, All Things Cycling, Sylvie Dow here, and we're going to talk about overtraining. Now, I could, there's so many different avenues that I could take that we could go down when it comes to overtraining. Um, but I do want to just target a couple because, and maybe not even a couple, the thing is that it's right now, it's end of February. And let's just, and I'm just going to talk to the ladies because a lot of us women, you know, we figure that we can do everything, we can fit everything in. Um, and uh, since we're talking about cycling, I'm going to be talking about training. Um, and even if you're not training, let's just talk about volume of cycling. Now, you might sometimes think that mm, overtraining could never happen to me because A, I'm not training for anything specific. Um, I'm just getting on my bike. But there's a whole level that you aren't even thinking about. And that is the fact that, you know, are you fitting everything in? Are you um, enough sleep? Are you eating well? Because all of this, regardless of what you're doing, even if you're sitting on your bike training or just riding for fitness, you could be seriously overdoing it and contributing to overtraining now or staleness or here's a couple things that you that are symptoms of overtraining regardless of what you're doing and what your goals are with regards to being on the bike or uh, training for any kind of sport is you know our muscles need a certain amount of rest period in between um, workouts to ensure that a your muscles are repairing you're getting enough sleep things like this um, and if you're back to back and then you have a high level job and then you have kids you have to think about the whole picture and a lot of people just don't think about the whole picture it's women specifically and you know we could talk about men too because a, what happens? Stress levels increase. Um, cortisol levels are driven through the roof. Uh, you know, poor sleep. And then, you know, stress eating. That's a huge one. Um, but here are some of the symptoms 
of overtraining. Now, if you're in one of these categories and you've kind of lately felt kind of like this, it might be time to actually look at what you've been doing to where you want to be in a couple months. So here we go. First one, you've reached a plateau in your training, training gains. So I see a lot of this um, in the gym because you can see those gains, right? You're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not building muscle anymore. Like I haven't changed or maybe I even look smaller. Um, and that requires a switch up, which is kind of sometimes easier. Another huge plateau is in weight loss, right? You keep, you've been doing the same thing over and over again. You eat the same things, you do the same set of weights, you got the same kind of routine and you just stop seeing any kind of results. And that's huge in the fitness world and for people who are on weight loss journeys because you know you think you're doing all the same thing you know these foods they work for me and um, I'm not going to eat anything else I'm not going to deviate I'm not going to drink alcohol and all of a sudden you're like I'm gaining weight why is that yeah you know, I hit a plateau, I've hit plateaus. I think I'm on a plateau right now because I'm starting to gain weight. So it really causes you to eat. You gotta stop and look at what you're doing. Now it's time to shock the body and change things up. And that's what ultimately you would do. So number three is performing tasks seem to be difficult. Like you're just getting tired quicker, your heart rate's elevating quicker. Um, things just don't seem the same. Number four, having a decreased appetite leading to unhealthily lean body mass. So that can, I believe, go both ways. But, you know, when you're tired and you're kind of hitting into depression, a lot of people stop eating or don't eat healthy as they do. And then there's the other one. There's the stress eating. Um, and so that's number four. Number five, having in, being increasingly irritable and anxious. Uh, and we see that a lot, a lot with parents, um, stress levels rising, but that has nothing to do with overtraining. That's just stress. However, um, you know, when you're starting to hit a level in your training that you're just not going further it there's a lot of reasons behind it so we're going to talk about those in a couple minutes and number six experiencing depression right why is this not going well why is everything i'm not as good anymore i'm not so you know we do fall into those those bouts of depression the same thing it's like my fitness level isn't going oh my gosh i look like I'm gaining weight. And I'm just going to tell you a little story right now that I am currently in that position. Um, a couple months ago, I was sitting nicely at 128. I stand on the scale the other day, 133. I can definitely feel things are changing, not to the way I want. And um, I don't allow myself to get into depression because that's certainly not going to serve me. And I do know that that is um, a dangerous road to go down, if you know what I mean, because it doesn't, it doesn't 
serve you and you're not helping yourself. Do you know what I mean? You're just going down. And I choose not to do that. It's a choice. Everybody has choices. You can either engage with depression or change it up. Engage or change. Everybody has a choice. If you want to be this person, the victim, the, 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 the why, 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 um, it can't be, then you're just going to go from here to here. And it's going to be harder for you to drag, drag yourself out. If you're sitting there, okay, I realize something's going on. What can I do? Good talk to a couple friends, get some suggestions, maybe put together a different meal plan, maybe um, do some cleanse days, things like that. And just re-energize your body. Um, or get into meditation. Start looking for holistic ways to reverse your depression. Okay? Choices. Um, number seven, decrease sex drive. So, you know, you're just so tired, not interested. Um, and so there's your seven symptoms to kind of give you an idea that you're overtraining, you're doing too much. Now, I said that I wanted to talk uh, on about women. And the reason being is that we kind of, we're doing a lot. And, um, and I just find that, and, you know, I just find that, and, and the reason I say this is because I look at some of my friends who are like the same age as me, 50, maybe a little younger, a little bit older, um, going through serious challenges in their lives, but cannot stop working out, cannot are, have a serious sense of FOMO where, you know, they just can't say no. They always have to join the rides and join this and join that and go out here and, you know, saying yes to everything. And then when it comes to sitting on the bike and we're talking, they're super tired. Their legs aren't going anywhere. Their heart rates are skyrocketing or they're, they're, you know, they're just plummeting. They are super tired. That is a big indicator that it's time to sit back and probably take a week or two off. I know it's like, how guilty do you feel? <laughs> That's another choice. You can feel guilty if you say, hey, I'm doing something good for my body and this is what I'm going to do because I know that I need to get more sleep. I need to look at my nutrition. I need to maybe sit down and plan out my training appropriately. What is my end goal? So there's some things, you know, like a one taking on too much. Um, maybe you're not dealing with some emotional issues. I do find that people tend to um, not take emotions very seriously and bottle them up or just keep compounding onto them. And therefore, they're never solved. You know, it's like a serious breakup, a death in the family, like a mother or father or somebody close or a sibling. And they've it's not been properly dealt with emotionally. So you've always have that tied up inside you. And then sometimes you just like compound it. You got the breakup of the boyfriend, 
the now I have so much more time. I'm going to fill my my schedule with more things. I'm going to then uh, start dating again, and I'm going to try and take care of my kids, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to you know say yes to that committee. You know, do you know? Do you see what I'm saying? I'll tell you a little story. When I went through my divorce in 2005, I had a spinning studio. Okay, so I opened my spinning studio in 2004, and by Christmas, um, I'd had a miscarriage. My husband at the time didn't deal with it very well. I just like, you know, God said to me that this wasn't working. Um, there was something wrong with the baby and I had to release it. That's how I looked at it. Um, and by January, things were going downhill. Um, you know, he started hanging out with this group that he was coaching and then he started um, hanging out with this woman. And, you know, by April, it was done. You know, new girl, new woman in the picture. And we were going through a separation, okay? A year and a half into, no, not even a year into my new business. And we had just bought a new house, okay? We just bought a new house. We had a three-year-old and I just started a business. Miscarriage, separation. And uh, funny enough, I just started a, um, a cycling team of a bunch of my girlfriends. Okay, I just reached out, hey, you know, this is before it kind of all imploded. And so by May, I was, that was when our, our race season started. Um, we had decided to separate. We started seeing a therapist. Thank God. Thank God for therapists. Um, and he, so he so what we decided with our daughter is that she would stay in the house and i would spend four days and he would spend three days so we had to find places to live so my daughter wasn't uprooted right and then i did my first race in may no it was end of april and that was my first ever cycling race and if you've ever done an event you go through a massive high of endorphins okay so imagine this massive high of endorphins and then a massive crash at the other end a couple days later and that's when i went into massive depression uh like i just absolutely lost it i don't even remember the month of may um and our therapist or my therapist would say you know she's like sylvie you need to decide you're gonna race or are you gonna deal with your daughter and your company kind of a no-brainer i chose not to race so i just put together the team and uh and i said you know like i just have to step away like i'm going through a divorce i can't be doing this right now i've been told that i can't i didn't even ride my bike well suffer just commuting and I, I was living in another place and i was by myself um and the, the toughest part was um, I started to let myself go. And where a lot of people 
start eating. I started, I just stopped eating. I stopped eating. And thankfully I had really good friends who said, Sylvia, you know, like you are looking very thin. And then I really looked in the mirror. I was like, holy crap, I am doing, like, I'm not doing myself any good. I am looking really bad. And, and so like, I started picking myself up because, you know, what's the worst thing to do? It's just to let yourself go. I know it's going to take me a lot more to get myself back if I let it go for six months, a year, whatever, um, five years, people let themselves go. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to start getting back. And what does this have to do with overtraining? Anyways, here's the thing. You need to deal with shit because shit will drive you over the edge to adrenal fatigue. So overtraining can lead your body down some pretty bad routes. So that's why I was saying, you know, sometimes you have to sit back and make a choice to A, tone it down, realize it's okay to tone it down. Your body is going to, going to appreciate it. I've dealt with an, I've worked with enough women who have gone through adrenal fatigue due to stresses from work, you know, um, sport, family, um, and adrenal fatigue puts you out, could put you out for like a good year. So what are you going to choose? What are you going to talk about? What are you going to, what are you going to do? What's your choice? Take some time off and heal or keep on going and suffer the consequences. And that's what, it, you know, overtraining can lead to. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're in sport, like overtraining can lead to, like I said, adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion, um, emotions from bad work environments, um, home environments, things like that can help can uh, be the same thing. And that's kind of why I'm talking about because if we're cyclists and, um, you know, we have lives, it all intertwines. It's not just about the fact that, you know, I like to ride 10 hours a week, but I get four hours of sleep every night. And by the end of the weekend, I'm absolutely drained, but I'm going to do it again next week. And I think that that's a good thing. You know what I mean? So you have to be smart. You really have to be smart and you have to um, put yourself first and not think about what everybody else is going to say if you don't show up for the workout, for the ride, online, offline. Um, you have to take care of yourself first. And that's, that's kind of my, <laughs> my take on um, uh, overtraining because... I've never overtrained myself. I probably like to recover too much. Um, and maybe that's why I've never excelled where I've to the point that I really would like to. But you know what? I've made decisions and I live with them and I'm okay with them because I'm 50, I'm injury free. Um, you know, I live a good life. I have an amazing club. I have an amazing family. And, um, and you know, balance is an everyday job. Everyday job to keep yourself healthy, um, happy, um, and, and, and 
engaged in your sport, engaged in your family. So that's all I want to say about that. I might have um, lingered a little bit, but I think that you can get where I'm talking about. You know, if you're looking for results, it really is about, you know, making sure that you have it well planned and well balanced. Okay, with everything, no back to backs. Like I remember those days where I used to, and I see my friends now, and I'm just like, oh, I cannot even do that. Like back to backs, like training, working, training, outing, sleep, repeat. And <laughs> like, um, I'm so glad for COVID. I think it made everybody slow down and really appreciate what they have and see what they have. So with that, I'll let you go. Please don't forget to subscribe. And thank you so much for coming out and listening to my rant about <laughs> overtraining. Um, I don't know, put in a comment if you got something out of it. Um, or maybe how about you share your, maybe you have an own, your own personal story. I would love to hear it. Um, with that, so make sure you review, share. If you know somebody who's going down that slippery road of like being too busy and complaining about being tired, but they're doing so much, then maybe you should just share this with them. So take care, everybody. Have an amazing day. Until next Friday. Oh, if you want to want me to talk about certain subjects, put them in the comments too. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.